We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. All right, my friends, welcome back to the Positive The Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King, and I'm so excited. I say this at the beginning of every episode because I, I, I truly am. I feel the excitement, but this is a particularly special episode with a particularly special human being. God, I'm already emotional. I didn't even think that was going to happen. Mm. Harmony. Harmony. Hey. If you've been listening to my show since day one, or you started listening and you went back to day one, Harmony was my first ever guest. Um, and then I was a guest, I was her first ever guest on her podcast. Um, and Harmony and I just have a long history of growth and support and evolution and joy and happiness and tears and laughter and dancing and music and everything in between. And I just feel really fortunate that I can send her a message after chatting on the phone for 15 minutes to say, Hey, do you want to do a podcast episode about this? And she answers back terrifying, but yes, <laughs> um, there's really not a lot of people that I can do that to just be like, Hey, we're going to do this thing and say hell yes to a couple days before. So thank you for making the time to be here. Yeah. Happy to do it. So if you've heard me talk about Harmony before, you know that Harmony is my mentor since I was 15 without her realizing it. She's the reason why I teach spin. I can say so, so confidently, which is crazy because if I never taught spin, there are so many instructors and leaders out there that also wouldn't be teaching spin. So when you think about the ripple of that, it really stems back to you, Harm. Like just, you are the catalyst to so much change and transformation. So Harmony and I have a really long history and we're not going to, we could spend the whole podcast episode talking about that history. And that's not what we're going to talk about today. But the other day we were on the phone and we're both going through a ton of change and transformation. And our conversation was just about embracing the messy middle. And that's something that I love talking about with my clients. And I don't think I've ever talked about on my podcast. So we got off the phone and the conversation was just invigorating. I was like, we need to have this conversation and more people need to hear it, especially from two people that have been in, I mean, you've been in this world way longer than I have, but now I've been in the world for almost 10 years. And I think it's just so important to hear it from people that are doing the damn thing and representing what embracing the messy middle means. So we had this beautiful conversation and now we're going to have this conversation on the podcast so you can hear it and maybe shift your perspective if you too are in a messy middle. So Harm, you can share as much or as little as you want about the messy middle that you are in, but I think that there's just so much power in what we talked about the other day. So let's just start with where you're at right now. Well, first I want to say when you said, uh, I've been in this way longer than you have, I was like, Gosh, she thinks I'm so much older than she is. But then when you said, oh, I've been in it 10 years, I was like, oh, she means like the industry. <laughs> so, the industry. 
<laughs> which either way is fine. Like, um, I think age is a gift. And so I'm, I'm massively gifted in that area. But I also, before I start too, just want to say thanks for having me on. It feels really good. And it's so, it's nice to hear you call me the M word, <laughs> like I'm your mentor. And, um, and then to think about people who have grown and changed because of what you started and this ripple effect that we're having. So it's just super cool to be, I, I like to think about if, if somebody could have walked into the room where we were doing spinning, which was at the village over a decade ago and just whispered in both of our ears, one day, Brittany's going to have a podcast and Harmony, you're going to be a guest. And we would have just looked at each other like, what, what, right? Because I, I would have been like, what's I a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Yeah. But also just that I was teaching class, you were like taking class and, you know, I just love to rewind to like what, how we started interacting and then to go, oh my gosh, like, Crazy. look at us now. Look at us so, now. Yeah. So from burnt yeah. CDs to podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> so the messy middle came up when we were talking on the phone about, specifically it was talking about lighting. So Brittany is at Stephanie Schwartz's new awesome spin studio, The Underground. And figuring out the lighting, you know, like we do little light shows and, and there's the microphone and the sound system and at a new space is just different and takes a little time to learn. And I started teaching cycle at lifetime at the start of this year. And I just remember there's so many different colors and there's some that are strobe lights and there's some that's like a strobe color combo. And then there's the blackout light, but we have a switch on the wall behind us. And so that switch has to be off to be able to black it out and the switch has to be on for both the floor and the ceiling lights to be on. You know, it's like a, all these formulas. It's like a light DJ. We are light DJs. Um, and starting off uh, was, I felt frustrated that I didn't know everything. And, but I was also just willing to, and it sounds like this is what you're doing too, Brittany, is just wing it and learn as we go. Mm-hmm. because I think there's a there are people who might just avoid doing a thing because they don't know how to do it and they don't want to look stupid doing it mm-hmm. and and I would invite people to look stupid doing it because that gives other people permission to look stupid doing it you know it's it's just like okay you know I went to Stephanie's very first class at her studio and she right out of the gate was like, Hey, I don't know all these lights yet. I'm just going to, we're just going to see how this goes. So you, to be an example to other people of doing this thing that I'm admitting, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. I don't know how this is going to look. It makes me think of when I started teaching step aerobics. I think I said for the first year, Hey guys, I'm new at this. A year is probably a little too long, but you know, but it was like, have some grace. I'm having some grace with myself. I'm asking you to have some patience and grace with me. And, and my not knowing how to do it, my not being competent at it doesn't mean I'm not going to get up on the stage and do it anyway. Yeah. And, and make mistakes. And I did and not have the 
clean, crisp, blackout, right when I want it kind of experience that I know will eventually come. So I love alliteration. Messy middle just feels like uh, an inevitable and imperative part of doing anything new and unfamiliar. I love this so much because when you, when you were talking about that, it obviously resonated so deeply with me because I'm starting to teach spin again. And cycling has just been such a part of my life since I met you. I was 14. Um, and each part of my life, each phase, it has served a different purpose. And it seems like after teaching for a week, that the purpose <laughs> of this new phase is to really embrace the imperfection of it. Because when you brought that up, I felt the same way. I was like, I used to be so good at curating an experience and the music and the lights and every, like all of that. Right. Yeah. And letting that go. And also recognizing, you know, in this day and age with the interwebs and Instagram, like there's just this desire I have within me of let, pulling back the curtains and letting people see that messiness and not, and stopping this like separation. Cause I feel like people perceive people on the internet that they see, you know, a box of, and like make a story up about them. Yeah. And don't actually understand what is actually going on behind the curtains. And I'm just craving this like very like human realness, messiness of an example. Like I like being an example of that. And it's so fascinating being in this new phase of teaching as a new mom. Uh, I've realized in this past week that it was so easy to protect my peace and energy when it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> Now it is totally different. I obviously, I wouldn't change it for the world, but there are so many things that happen that can pull energy away that I would maybe use for a class. And I've noticed that there was a lot that I was tested by last week. Um, but, you know, I see these things on Instagram and, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's beautiful and it looks so good, but it's almost robotic. Like it's just this like pure, perfectly moving together and human beings are not robots and we're not necessarily meant to move together in this way. And so I have this like deep craving within me to be an example of that, of like, you can move the way your body wants to move that feels natural to your body. And it obviously starts with me being that fitness leader. I taught a class on Sunday and honestly, it was, it was a really hard week. There was so much going on in my life that I had zero control over just externally. That was starting to like chip away at my energy. And by Sunday, when I taught my third class, even though I took all of Saturday to rest, my energy was still super mm. low and I mm. was exhausted teaching. Mm. I realized how different my energy is. Back in the day, I used to teach two <laughs> classes a day with my own workout and I was just the energizer bunny. And now I think because I'm more attuned to my body, it's just totally different. And instead of beating myself up of like, oh, like I could have done this better. I just embraced it. And I actually just loved on myself of being like, hey, you got up and you let yourself take perfect, imperfect, messy action. And hopefully you gave permission to someone else 
to do that as well in a different area of their life. It doesn't have to be teaching spin. It could be any area that people are, you know, wanting to do something, but waiting for it to be just right. Because if we wait for things to be just right and we take the time to study how to do the lights, right? Like, and we get the music down perfectly with the lights and the movements and all of that, it might take a very long time to get on the yeah. Yes. And teach. So if you're listening to this, you know, what is your podium? What is the stage that you are waiting for the perfect moment or waiting for the perfect how to get up there and start taking action? Because when you wait, it's, you're going to wait around for a very long time. Here's what I would add to that too. Um, What's your podium is imperative to identify and then who and there's at least one and there's probably 21 or more who would love to help you Mm. because there's another like part of my life right now that I'm working on I have a cafe and we're doing our second iteration and I'm taking way more responsibility for it than I used to and I have I've met some other girls who own restaurants or cafes. I actually just sent a message to one of them today and said, may I take you to lunch in exchange for some restaurant ownership coaching? She wrote back, absolutely. Let me figure out what time and we're going to do that. I, I actually have another, I have three people that I've met in the past month who all own restaurants they're all women too, which I, I like about it. Cause I feel even more related, you know, they feel even more relatable because we are in the same situation and, and I'm new to this, like really taking over, running it, looking at the financial side of it. And, and so I have three people who are leaning in and yes, 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 yes. About how they can help me in the same industry, like, which I just love finding a, abundant mindset, uh, abundance mindset people who go, yeah, we're doing the same thing and we can help each other do it better. So Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, so there is a messy middle and also you don't have to do it by yourself. There's one, there's the outer, there are people who have done it before and can, and give you shortcuts and tips on how, Um, And then most importantly, and this is something I'm leaning into my life so much even more right now, um, most important that you're not doing it on your own or alone is God or your divine source or whatever that is for you. But it's like uh, first go in and and recognize, oh, you'll love it. I'm such a metaphor person. I and it's like ties right in, too, because it's about uh, I was about to teach a class. So I was about to teach a class and I put my headset on. I put my poof on. I fed the wire down the back of my shirt. I hooked it up on my belt. I turned it on and then I did the volume. Nothing. Couldn't hear anything. So I switched the mic pack back off and on again. I made sure I was turning the right dial for the right mic pack. They're labeled nothing. I didn't put the battery in. And I've done this just a couple of times. And when I do it, I go, oh, this is such a good life metaphor because you can take all these actions, put the poof on, put it on your head, get the mic real close to your mouth, talk louder, change the volume, turn it off and on. You can do all these things. And if you have not connected to a powerful source, it does not matter. 
<laughs> right? I know. I know. And it's like, <laughs> this is what we call a mic drop. <laughs> drop it. Yeah. I'm going to gently put it down because it's the only one I have. But yeah. But yeah. Right. So it's like, it's just like, I, I, it happens and I'm like, oh, yeah it needs the battery. And, and that to me is meditation. That is church. That is God. That is what beats my heart, digest my food. I'm not, I'm never doing this life alone. And, and if I start to think that I am, gosh, that feels real, really hard. Mm-hmm. And especially something new. So uh, what's your podium? And then what are your sources, your inner source first and foremost, and then your outer support. Mm. To get through the inevitable messy middle, it's not going to go from you don't know how to you're really extraordinary without some fumbling around and yeah. Yeah. feeling kind of silly and yeah. fish out of water kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, oof, so good. Mm. <laughs> and then it's true. It's like, what is your internal source and yeah. what is your way to connect to that? And then your external source. And I think that is the key is having that in place because the messy middle without it feels like you are the way that I've always felt and the way that I describe it is when you're swimming in the ocean and like the undertow is really intense and it just like pulls you back in and you just get tumbled in the wave Mm -hmm. over and over again. and then having that support is the lifeguard that either at <laughs> you like here, hop on this, or there's a boat that comes around and lets you ride the wave out and picks you up on the boat and then brings you to a safer plant, yeah. the water to swim back in. Um, wow. So, you know, this is so important because we are two very seasoned people in so many different ways, whether that's in personal development and growth in the fitness world. Um, and we're still, we experience this no matter what. It doesn't, mm-hmm. because you do work for a long time, doesn't make you immune to the messy middle. It doesn't make things go by in a perfect way. In fact, I think it almost makes it bigger. What are your thoughts about that? Hmm. You mean it makes the messy middle feel more extreme more because, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Uh I don't have it. I don't have that experience so far. I think the bigger thing that stands out to me is it makes the messy middle feels like a very vivid, unusual and temporary, exceptionally temporary part of my life. So, you know, it's like the messy middle is short and then you get into skills and then you're going for you can go for years, you learn the light. And what's that going to be a couple months of this period of feeling awkward, of feeling unfamiliar, of feeling like you're not getting it right. And then you start getting it right. And then it almost becomes it's autopilot. It's, it's habitual, conscious habitual, but it's kind of easy. And so these periods, these learning phases are interesting and just unique, a unique period of our lives. Like I just moved, we just moved our cafe cafe out of a location. And it's funny how many people I said this uh, to, I said, we had to move. So we packed everything up. And then I was the only one with the movers driving the U-Haul truck and 
back and forth and moving everything. And I, I, everyone I mentioned it to, it was just a handful of people were like, oh, I hate moving. And I was like, I loved it. How often do you get a day that's so unique that you're putting boxes like, like Tetris in the back of a, a huge truck and driving it and then doing Tetris at, the, at a storage place or wherever your stuff is going. Like, it's just, I won't have another, well, I'll have another day like that in a few months because I'm going to move into a new spot. But after that, that's not going to be anything that I do for probably a really long time again. And so to be like, oh, how interesting and how cool and how extraordinary that this doesn't happen often. That messy middle is a very short period compared to once the skill is developed. So I think it's um, refreshing. Yeah. And I love, yeah. I love that perspective on it is that the messy middle can be refreshing and it's all about the perspective that you have for me it, it is like I, I told you the word that I felt like invigorated like it was kind yeah. of mm. again after because I took a break from teaching for a couple months started again uh, before I got pregnant and I was still the same type of teacher then. now I'm a totally different human being like I yeah. the version of myself that once taught spin it just doesn't exist anymore. I'm a new person. And I, I've, I've constantly had to grieve who I used to be in order to really embrace and step into who I am now. And it's really fun to embrace that, like have a beginner's mindset, be a beginner, because in a way, mm -hmm. just because I've been teaching for 10 years, like it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> that to me is arbitrary at this point. What matters is being able to approach it with a fresh new perspective. And that's why I think it feels so intense because back in the day when I started teaching where I felt like a total novice, I think I said I was new at teaching for years. <laughs> when do I stop saying that? Feel that way about being a mom. I'm like, when do I stop saying I'm a new mom? Mm. Just like, I can't say it until Ellie is 18. Um, <laughs> But it feels more intense and it might feel, it's, it's a shorter period of time, but I think it feels more intense maybe because I'm just more aware of what's happening in my body of when mm. we were in the past, maybe I wasn't as aware, maybe in the past yeah. I just shoved it away because now I have the tools to handle it. Like feeling the anxiety before I have class, feeling the fear, like not getting in my head when something doesn't go the way that I want it to. Well, I'm on the bike or if something, you know, takes me away from prepping for my class, because I don't have the same amount of time, like unlimited time, like I did to playlist and prep and do all these things. Um, so now everything that I do is really intentional and I can just feel all these different types of energies in my body that I think have always been there. I just haven't in the past, I wasn't so aware, which I think is what is creating the intensity of the messy middle. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that. Yeah. So for someone that's listening, that might be resisting a messy middle, like maybe they're just, they're like kind of in it, or they don't want to start something because they're afraid of this. What are some words? What are some thoughts that you can share that can help break through that initial resistance to just embrace the mess? I feel like you've probably done an episode on this, but the what's your why 
mm-hmm. feels really important that why do you want to learn this new skill? Is it because you're going to increase your income and then be able to support your family in a more comfortable way? Is it because you're going to make a positive impact on your community on how to take care of themselves or, you know, even uh, build their house with, with more environmentally responsible or um, durable materials, you know, it's like really go, why, why do I want that podium? Mm -hmm. And we don't mean, we don't mean a little literal podium in case anyone's like, well, I'm not getting a podium. But it's whatever your podium is. Yeah. (laughs) So why? Everybody has a podium. Everyone has something that they're trying to step into or onto. Yes, if it's a podium. Yeah. And, and up too. I mean, it feels like it's a leveling up. So I think going why will be very helpful in the how and just going forward with it, like stay connected to your inner source and stay daily connected to your, why you're doing it, the impact you want to make the service that you're providing. Yeah. Oh, so good. Always. I mean, why is the most simplest thing? And it's, it's seriously, it's so simple to do. It's just so easy to brush over. I have one of my, one of my best friends is doing a, um, uh, a flush, just a reset of her body. And she did all the prep work for it, right? Like did the grocery shopping, did all the things, um, but wasn't anticipating how hard it was going to be mentally to make that shift. And the thing that I offered her was understand why you're doing it. Like at the end of two weeks, how do you want to feel? Like, what, why are you doing this? Like, how is this going to benefit you? How is it going to benefit your well-being? How is this going to serve you in the long term? And without doing that, it's just so easy to want to give up because it's mm-hmm. it's hard work to do things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Our brains are naturally designed to avoid discomfort. The motivational triad is avoid discomfort, right? Avoid pain, uh, find pleasure and make things easy. That's just how our brains function. It's like, is it easy? Mm-hmm. Is it pleasurable? Is there no pain involved? Great. Let's go do that thing. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but really the way to expand your capacity is your ability to stay in the discomfort, like the sensation of discomfort when whatever you're doing is your ability to breathe and find ease in it that expands your capacity which also in turns expands your skill set whatever it is that you're trying to develop um so that's that's kind of like where I'm at right now it's like can I stay in this discomfort because even my brain sometimes this week is like maybe you like maybe you should have just stopped teaching maybe it was like good to just stop teaching this is a lot harder on your body like it was it, it went there and I would be lying if I said it wasn't and I'm and I'm so glad that I have these skills because it's so easy to listen to that voice because it's so convincing mm-hmm. often makes really good points mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah you know mm-hmm. what you're right this is a terrible idea <laughs> terrible idea pack it up put those pin shoes back into retirement it's fine right but then to your point the why the connection the the compelling reason it's like yes okay brain very good point but this is actually why I'm doing this and this is why I'm going to embrace all the discomfort that I'm feeling 
right now in this moment, because I know down the road that this is just going to be a blip in time. Here's what I want to ask you. I wonder if, I wonder what your why is right now for going back to teaching. And then I wonder, I'm curious, is your why now different than it was when you started teaching? Yes. And am I allowed to ask you questions on your podcast? That when yes, you're I, I love when I get questions on my own podcast. Ask, ask away. Um, okay, so my why has completely changed. And it's so funny that you asked that because yesterday I subbed for Lindsay and uh, it was so fun. I mean, Sunday class, I, I was exhausted. Um, however, being in class does always give me energy, but I could feel it. Um, and at the end of class, my husband surprised me with my daughter, Ellie. Mm. She had flowers for me. And I could get emotional thinking about it. Um, and at the end of class, I always end with gratitude and calling in gratitude, something or someone or experience that you're grateful for. And mine every time is Ellie. And so seeing her at the end of class and then holding her for that gratitude meditation was just so beautiful, mm. especially after a really hard class on my body and my mind. Um, so it was just very kismet meant to be in that moment. And she's my why, like I've shifted. I want her to see her mom doing things for her. Like this is to, to fill my cup up, to serve my community fills my cup up. Like that is something that's always been so important to me is to show up for my community and help facilitate and guide and have a space for them to connect to themselves the way that I was able to connect with my higher self through spin. And I want to be that example for Ellie. I want her to see her mom doing things like that. Um, so having that all happen and become full circle was just mm -hmm. so beautiful. Um, because my why, when I started teaching back in the day, I, honestly, I don't even think I was self-aware enough to have a why. It was more like my, like Harmony, this really cool spin instructor sees something in me and I'm going to teach spin. <laughs> I hated it for a long time. And I'd be driving to spin being like, how am I going to tell her that I can't do this anymore? <laughs> Same oh my thing. God. Brain yeah. kind of talked me out of it, but for whatever reason, there was just always a reason why I stuck with it. And I always know that it's in, because it's so much bigger than me, it's to help serve in a much bigger way. And so I guess the why is still kind of all interwoven. I think it's just more evolved now and I'm more aware of it. Yeah. Well, you have a little person now too, that you didn't have back then. So, I mean, it yeah. couldn't, that your why couldn't have had anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Yeah. What's, so your, good. what's your why? Oh, my why is to help people feel better about their lives and themselves. So whether I do it through yoga, spinning, our cafe, food, healthy food. I, one of my favorite, favorite things is our interactions with strangers. Like I so vividly remember I used to have a convertible and I got on the highway and there was someone else in a convertible and we waved like we were best friends. And it just lit me up, you know, and so it just feels good to connect and brighten someone's day moment connect. So just how can I help people feel better? What you've been doing for, for a long time. <laughs> that's what, that's what connected me to you. Um, and that yellow convertible was like mm. iconic. Thanks. See that thing moving around and be like that harmony yeah and I mean I even think about like I think somebody one time said like oh you're trying to get attention with that bright yellow car and it's like no 
I'm attracted to it. Like, I just love it. I love it every time I see it. But I also think that other people love it. I think that there's, I think it lifts up, brightens up somebody else on the inside. My license plate now is snuggle. And, and when I'm, when I was choosing that, I thought, what word do I want to force into people's minds who are behind me? What word do I want them to like, almost not be able to not think because they're sitting there looking at my license plate. I feel amazing that I am forcing the word snuggle into people's minds day after day after day. Like they have to think the word snuggle. So great. I <laughs> love that so much. That makes me think of like, maybe I want to have a word. On- yeah, like- I'm just going to say growth. It's just my license plate. It's going to be like growth. Yeah, I love it. Force- but force- even, yeah. Yes. That's so yeah. good. That's so good. So- we've talked about like, what's your podium? What's your source? Like what source are you connected to? What's your why? Is there anything else before we wrap up that you would find that you, that would be helpful for someone that is trying to embrace their messy middle? Mm. I would like to see more people cry in public. And and not necessarily, well, I don't know even exactly what, I feel like I, I witness people holding back tears and like wiping them before they can run down their face, like wiping them like, yeah, yeah. Apologizing for crying. And I, <laughs> yeah. And I just would love for people to consider having the courage. And I know it takes courage and you're being seen in a really vulnerable way, but it's a, it's like a relief mm-hmm. uh, for me to see someone, especially for me to see someone else who looks like they've got it all together and are crushing it, like in a, in a, ha- having a hard time, having a hard day, having a hard moment mm-hmm. and not trying to keep it all pulled together. I, I, I think people who, the more, the pe- people that I see that I've never seen a, heard a complaint or heard had seen them cry or seen them sad there's some part of me that starts to compare like they don't have troubles and they don't have struggles and and the deepest part of me knows that's not accurate and we all do but but it'd be just nice to see it so it's like it just feel you know to connect like the human, the human. yeah 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 and that greatness is not without tears and, or anger or a, a host of emotions that could be labeled negative. Self-doubt. I think yeah. people experience self-doubt. They think that it's wrong and that they're not destined for greatness. And I think they, it's easy to compare yourself to someone that's doing something similar, something that you admire or you're inspired by and think that they don't experience that, but they do. It's just their ability to be with it. And that's, that's kind of to my point that I was saying in the beginning is as I'm, you know, stepping into teaching again in this new iteration of, of teaching, I'm just all for that humanness, like not having things be curated and perfect, providing an excellent service and experience. That doesn't mean things have to be perfect. Right. Um, to touch on what you said about crying, 
I heard this the other day and it really, I think that it really represents when we experience tears because with coaching, people cry and they always apologize. And one of, and any client that's listening to this or anyone that's been in my community knows, and like, we never apologize for crying. We have to break that habit, especially as females to apologize for our tears. Our tears are beautiful. And when we cry, I, I think that it connects to some sort of truth within us. Um, and I think that we do, anytime we deny those tears, we deny whatever truth it has connected us to. Mm-hmm. It, it, the thought I'm, that I'm having right now, it would be like, if you said something and I busted out laughing and then I was like, sorry, I just thought that was funny. You know, like, sorry, I laughed at that. It would, it's like, it, it would be ridiculous. You'd be like, what? You're sorry that you're laughing. It just feels no different. Right. Thank God. Right. It is. It's, it is no different. Yeah. It's just the way that we've been conditioned in our society that crying is weak or we're not supposed to cry or we make other yeah. people uncomfortable with our tears. And yeah. if someone else uncomfortable with our tears, that doesn't have to do with us. It's to do with yeah. them. I'll say since becoming a mom, I my tears flow much more freely yeah. than mm-hmm. before. I definitely used to have a very sturdy wall mm. uh, around my heart and for you know self-protective reasons of growing up and just different experiences that I had and then becoming a, a mom I feel like it just crumbled those that, that wall and I'm much <laughs> more connected to my heart and I'm much more connected to my emotions and it just I think that's why I feel so passionate and compelled about just being an example of human and being messy and can be messy and provide an amazing service. I think that it doesn't have to be one or the other. I think that it gets to be both. And to me, that's really exciting. And I think to allow, give permission to other people to just embrace it as well and whatever they are creating or whatever they want to do in their life. Mm -hmm. How about you? Do you have any last final messy middle messages messy. to impart on your listeners? Messy middle messages. <laughs> uh, I mean, the messy middle is just that. It's a middle. It's mm. not the end. It's not the destination. And yeah. if you can find joy in that, even if it's just for moments, right? If you can enjoy it for a moment or find some part of the messy middle that you can laugh at or connect to or feel lighthearted about, it just makes it that much more powerful. And knowing that, I mean, my podcast like is based off of this, right? It's, it's not a, it's not a destination. It's a journey. It's like, this is the journey. The messy middle is, is the journey and just enjoying it so much because when you get to whatever you think the end is, you're going to start something new and find yourself in a different messy middle. <laughs> so mm-hmm. just being able to have the skill set to enjoy that messy middle. I think that's the, really the skill set that we're developing here is yeah. yes, set of what you're doing in the messy middle, but more so the skill set of enjoying the process of being in the messy middle. Yeah. So those are my last thoughts. 
Yeah, love it. Uh, what about you? Should we just keep going back and forth with last thoughts? <laughs> no, but um, do you have any anything else you want to add? Mm-hmm. No. Thank you so much again, Harm, for taking the time on your Monday to have this conversation and sharing where you're at um, and your wisdom. It's always the best when we have these conversations. Um, someone that's listening that doesn't know who you are, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? I think the best way going forward is through Get Gooder Goods. That's my cafe and G-E-T Gooder, G-O-O-D-E-R Goods on Instagram. We'll be finding another location in Phoenix any any month here and reopening. And I also- Do you have any like- Good or good teasers, anything that you could just like give us a breadcrumb about? Oh, I mean, where we're looking, you mean? Yeah, anything. Uh, fun know. fact, I got the last fluffle for four months. It's kind of a big deal. It is a huge deal. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that that was happening that day. I was there that day. And you even, I even talked you into staying. I didn't remember because you're like, oh, maybe I don't have time. And I was like, um, you're like, yeah. this is the last fluffle. And I was like, done. And I savored that fluffle. And if you're listening and you're like, what the hell is a fluffle? It's a magical creation that Good or Goods have that they've made. It's a gluten free, healthy version of a waffle. And it is life giving. Protein. 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 Yeah, protein. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like crispy on the outside, soft on okay. the inside. I don't mm-hmm. even need syrup. They're like, you want syrup? We're out of syrup. I'm like, no, I just eat it as it is. Anyway, right. I digress. <laughs> but yeah. do you have any breadcrumbs? Do you have any anything that you want to update on with good or goods? Mm, just to be on the lookout for our next location. So we'll be up and running again soon. And I'm excited about our own space will be so fun yes this next yeah. is going to be amazing yeah super excited awesome well thank you harm for your time as always this is such a pleasure um i know there's so much value in our time together and now we get to share it with our listeners so thank you so much and we'll have a conversation like this very soon sounds good thanks Brittany.